Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, Believe in Tennessee. I'm here with my co-host and big bro right here, Double A, Aaron Hayden. We got another game we went through, man. Got past them, them, them mile cats. They tried to make it hard on us, you know, but we prevailed in the end. Um, what were your thoughts kind of, kind of, I know I got some thoughts on kind of some things we talked about that had to happen, but what were your thoughts, Double A, on what what kind of transpired in the game? In the game? Well, first, I think Tennessee went and played for 60 minutes, and uh, I think that's one thing we've been trying to do all year, and this was the game that yeah. they did it. There was a bunch of peaks and valleys in the game where we were kind of in control of the game, and then they would make a play, and then they became where I felt like they, they had control of the game, and then we made a play on, on defense uh, or offense. And so uh, that that was it. And then the other part is, you know, something I thought we said earlier in the week is we had to go in there and be physical. When you go on the road, you got to go in there and be physical. I think we had over 250 yards rushing. Um, yes. We kept them honest with, you know, out on the perimeter with quick passes where Joe Milton, in my opinion, is at his best and using his feet. And so he's able to give us another 200 and some yards between his feet and uh, passing. So I think that's the difference. And I think that's the recipe to success for, for Tennessee uh, throughout the season. You know, the thing I saw with Joe is this might be some of the, one of the first times I saw him. He's done it before, but create with a short pass. Yep. Like he uses feet. And I always talk to you talk about this with quarterbacks. If you can use yourself to be flat control, the fact that he's a threat to running the ball made the cornerback or 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 uh, nickel hesitate and then threw the ball. And I saw guys scrambling to get open, you know, yeah. um, you know, on a couple third downs, scrambled left, threw across. It was a phenomenal throw to scramble left and throw with your right hand and put a dart right there, you know, right there on the inside shoulder. I mean, he did it a couple of times. And you know who I saw show up? My man Thornton. And I was excited he for did. him because he did. That shows development right there, man. Because he's, you know, everybody go through this. You know, and we think guys are supposed to show up and just be, you know, cookie cutter ready to roll. But, you know, he, he you can see that the kid been fighting to get on the field and be relevant, right? So last night he showed up. I saw a little wiggle, you know. And then he put the shoulder down, so he was getting extra yards after the catch. So it's good to see him show up, man. But, you know, uh, once again, I, w- I was just a third down and short, right? I'm going to say it. I think Jalen should be in the game, right? I think right. we do have a three-headed monster. And, and and Dylan Sampson did hit some key. It was good to see him show up and make some plays because he kind of struggled a couple of weeks. But it was good to see him versus a good defense, you know, make some real plays, you know, in the A and B gaps. And we used him in the pass game, too. You know, we used the option route where if you got a guy like Joe that can scramble, you know, those guys running, if they're in man running that option route, getting that guy back or out of there, he can run. So it's several times where Joe used his legs, you know, not necessarily to run, but the threat of him running and then dump the ball off. So, that was good yeah, to think, see. That was a new wrinkle, you know, I thought. Yeah, I, I think you said this probably about three weeks back, but he's kind of at his best when he's moving. And yes. he's not a he's not a pat, 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 stay in one spot um, type of guy. He, he, he's, he's developing to a guy that's just out there not thinking. He's at his best right. when he's not thinking. When he's right. thinking, he's like, hey, that guy should be here. 
this guy should be coming out of this route. He got to get out of that break. It seems like he's not very accurate. But when he's just out there playing football and, and you know, it's organized chaos, it seems like um, he's at his best. And then the Jalen Wright, man, I just – the more and more I watch the kid, the more and more I see his confidence growing. I mean, he right. could have easily – you know, I know they rotate three backs, but, you know, the way that he started, he could easily had over 200 yards uh, rushing uh, yesterday because he's just running with so much confidence. Uh, we talk about not letting guys get your feet – uh, both feet or one feet and, and finishing runs a couple right. weeks ago. And now he's breaking two, three tackles, um, you know, consistently. So uh, I just, I, I'm watching the guy, man. I can't, I can't ignore what my eyes see. You see the guy turning himself into a kid that's probably going to play on Sundays. And we got a three headed monster. You know, I yeah. was looking at it like those guys combined. I mean, we 213 carries for 1,267 yards, you know, 5.9, 5 a carry. I wow. mean, that's pretty wow. good. That's good. I mean, that's really good. You know, we do have that. But but you're right. You know, you look at Jalen. He has 91 carries, 593 yards. It, it, when you look at him ranked nationally, yeah, he, he probably somewhere in, in the top 40, right? Right. But if you look at how many carries, he got 91 carries, you know? I think we got to get him the ball a hair more. Not because, you know, for him, but for the team, Right. Because yeah. I think what you're saying is, you know, he he breaks tackles. Those other guys do it, but I'm talking about like consistently. I see he's a home run threat, every though. time. He's a home he's a home yes. run threat every time he touches the ball in an offense where you don't have Jalen Hyatt out there yes. anymore. You know, yes. you're not hitting the deep balls as consistently. Spot so on. he he's a guy that that changes the game in, in, in one play and has that elite second gear when right. he gets in the secondary. You know, it's a wrap. So it's not a knock on anybody else in that backfield because no. I think that that room is one of the strongest in the nation. But it is. You can't ignore you can't ignore that this guy is a home run waiting to happen. Right. So trying to, you know, get him the ball, you know, and I and I see it like this, you know, I think Samson is starting to show up. You know, we gotta we gotta make yeah. sure we feed his confidence. Jabari, people don't people don't realize how much Jabari does. You know, he does a lot. Yeah. And he does, he does. it at a high level. You know, I think those other two guys do a couple things better than he does, you know, not taking away from what he does, you know. And I think we got to continue, but we got to kind of distribute these things to try to get, especially in the red zone, because we struggling a little bit in the red zone. You know, we got to find ways to use our best players in the red zone, you know, because that's the one area, right? If you look for things that we got, we, we got to play Missouri, right? They're number right. one in the red zone. In the country, it's wow! Didn't know that. offense, right? Wow! So we got to play them, and then we got to play Georgia, who get people off the field, right? Can't they know one in goals. the country. Can't, can't kick field goals that game. You ain't kicking no field goal because they 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 one of the highest scoring in the red zone, and they keep you off the field. You know, yeah. so you know their first down. You don't get many first downs against them, so you got to use. You know, we don't want to. Here's the thing: it, it, it's it's just an analogy, but you know, red zone is a war, man. And you don't want to be found dead with, with, with a bunch of bullets in your bag. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> you going to find me somewhere, man. I ain't going to have no bullets, double A. That means I ran out of bullets, and then that's that's how it went down, right? So I, I, I sent out a tweet. I was like, you know, we got a chance right here. And I always talk about it, just the way, you know, we learned it. You get up three scores, the game change. You get up 17 points, the game change. At the end of the half, I feel you because we don't turn the ball over. That's one of our biggest things. We don't turn the ball over. 
you know, and I think that's key for us. You know, we don't get a lot of turnovers, but we don't turn it over, right? So we, right. we get in the red zone. It's third down. We got five seconds left, six seconds left on the clock. I'm like, man, do we take a shot here? Because the risk ain't as bad, you know, as a reward to me. Because I think right. if you go up 10 or 11 right there, right, you know, and, you know, in that situation, you know, go up 10, I think. You can come back Especially out and get the ball in the second half and you go up 17, and it's a totally different game against a Kentucky team that really has to push the ball down the field at 10-yard increments at the most, right? Right. And I think that changes what plays they call when they go forward on fourth down and how they play the game. Now, obviously, they ended up working out for us. It just took us into the fourth quarter because you don't get as many drives because of the clock. You know, yeah. and, I, and I'm like, man. Because that's a flip right there. That's where you use that flip. That's the reason why you defer. You know, and I think, um, you know, we're going to do that. We need to take the ball. You know, we're going to make yeah. dumb decisions. Now, it's hard for me to go against what Hypel is doing. And I said that on the tweet. I'm like, I can't, you know, because he's doing a great job. And people, fans sometimes talk about the play calling, man. But when you don't have the bullet, you don't have the Jalen Hyatt's and all that, we forget it's a lot easier to call the game when you got them guys, you know, and, and we forget about, you know, the guys that we lost last year, when you got a first round tackle, you know, and you got a big time, two big time receivers uh, wide and you lose Brew McCord, we forget about that. You know, it, it gets harder to call the game. I think him and Haswell are doing a great job of calling the game based on what they have. And you see guys developing and we're finding our identity on offense. So I know that's a lot I said, but you know, we got to find ways in the red zone to use our best guys. Yeah, you know, I, I, think I agree. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think we have some some kids that do some things well in, in short spaces, uh, Squirrel White, um, mm -hmm. Jalen Wright. I think we have some guys, and even even uh, Northern Wooders' feet, um, I think, yeah. can do some things in the red zone. Um, but we've got to be better there because we know when we play the better teams, the better defenses in the SEC, you're not going to win kicking field goals. It's just right. we know that. You can't do yes. that. And and also, I would like to see us when we have somebody on the ropes to go ahead and hit, throw that knockout punch, like you said. Please. You know, there's there's yes. no purpose of save, saving those bullets. You know, have, yeah. have that uh, cut your throat mentality. You know, this is over. And yeah. uh, I think we've been in that situation in, in a few games, to be honest, where we've kind of, for one reason or another, we allow people to stay in the game, and then it became a game where we could right. easily take taken them out, especially with the new clock rules where you only get so many possessions. If, if you were to get up, you know, 17 points, uh, you know, not to talk about, you know, the last weeks, but we've done that every game, in my opinion. So I think right. we need to be a little more um, focused in the red zone and a little focused on where we are in the game and yes. how much control you can have and how you can dictate the game by getting up like we did last year. We were, right. we were a quick strike. We, we would score touchdowns, and it just puts people on their heels. And it's yes. hard to play on your heels. You know, in your heels in this game, you got to play on your toes. So, and I feel like this: we're running the ball at a high level. We're in the top ten in the country in rushing. We're number seven in the country. We're running yeah. that football, and we're stopping the run. And I think that's important. The one game we lost to Alabama, that's what we lost. We lost to rushing attack. That's who we are. You know, yeah. with that, you know, I think that gives us a chance to play action, throw the ball. Like we are able to throw th play action and get guys wide open. Our receivers are winning on one on one routes. You know, and I think that's key as we develop those younger guys and we're able to strike from the high red zone. 
we're able to get the ball in the red zone. It's just when we get there, man, whether it's Wildcat, whatever, we got to create that, you know, that play, that explosive play. And, you know, there's nothing harder than being on a 10-yard line and, 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 and having to go in to score. The ball, you know, it gets shorter, red zone. It's tighter right there. You know, you got we we got to find ways to um, you know put the ball in the end zone in those situations. Defensively, where they're they're chipping our guys, they're making it hard, and we're still up there in sacks, but they're making it very difficult for us to get the sack. And I really feel like when are we gonna start just firing them inside backers to make it hard or twisting inside? And I know we do some things. If this feels like our twist and rush lanes it seems like we go outside in and i think we got to find ways to use and i we talk about it every week beasley you know to use herring inside right there to create some issues because you don't want them one-on-one matched up on a better option route guy how about we just hit the quarterback in the face and make him throw it high you know and, and take away that inside just different ways for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We can't do the same thing every time. I understand that. And Banks is doing a phenomenal job. We just got to use the fact that they're trying to chip curse. And I think work our rush games off of him off the edge, interior-wise, would be something would would if I'm thinking from an offensive perspective, that's the one thing I'd be afraid of when I'm chipping him. Yeah, and and that's that's what I noticed yesterday as well. I, I think the secondary is young and maybe they can't do everything. They can't be uh real complicated back there. So um I think with, with losing Haddon um, and yes. just the secondary in general, um, I think that's the problem with why they don't send linebackers and, and why they kind of use a base rush to get to the get to the quarterback. Because when they have tried to be um, a little more sexy, it seems like yeah. we've given up big plays. And and Varian Brown, I thought they kept him in check yesterday, and the other guy ended up you know doing some things. But I think that's a that's a fine balance. But um, the more you play those young guys, at some point, you're not going to rush for, you know, right. and and beat Missouri, no. you know, because of the offense they run. You're not going to rush for outside with them chipping and 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 beat UGA, of course. So at some right. point, we got to mix it up. I thought Texas A&M was what I would like to see, and then we yeah. lose Hatton. And it's obvi- obvious, you know, I, I hadn't talked to anybody up there. They hadn't said much in the media about it, but it's obvious that they don't go very deep in that secondary with, with right. everything that, that banks can do. So I, I think it's a little bit of that, but eventually those guys got to learn, you know, where to Man, be yeah. and, and how to rotate and, and, and how to hide and how to hold shell, you know, when they're yeah. blitzing and things like that. You can just see a lot of youth on defense yeah. and, and, and and much of it is just getting them lined up and where they need to be. Sometimes in alignment, we're beat by alignment uh, consistently. And it's all, I think, because of youth again. So, right. uh, you know, it, it's coaching. Because you got to coach them up, but it's also youth, and we and we've all all been there, and you only can do so much with with the guys that you have out there. So I'm hoping in the coming weeks they have to do that because it's right. it's very obvious what people have said they're going to do. We're going to chip yeah. 27, yeah. and uh, we think we got enough time to 
to make the backers cover, and then we're going to get the ball underneath and let him make plays. And I'm like, do we move 27 around? And now he may not have the experience to do that, you know, because, you know, it's the same thing. You remember we were like, let's move Leonard Little around. And, he, yeah. you know, he was had things coming at him on both sides, right? Right. We were like, no, 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 no. Put him back on the edge. You know? Yeah. Let and him be great at what he's great at. Yeah. Whatever he's great at, he's a game wrecker. Let him wreck the game from there. But, you know, I'm just – I get like frustrated. This was frustration. This frustration when we got someone. It might be cover two or whatever, and we covering grass. We're not covering guys, and they throw it over our heads. And that's youth, right? Because you know yeah. it's cover two. It's the it, but every every coverage becomes man, right? I got two receivers. Right. Nobody's running a flat route. So. Feather back, you know, like you tell the corners, midpoint. Like, do something else besides stand in the flat and the ball go right over your head, right, right. and throw them right in that, in that hole. I'm just seeing a lot of things thrown in the hole. It's like we don't have a second level to our coverage. You know, the yeah. second level. You know, I see the guy running the flare, but it's third and, third and ten. You know what I'm saying? No let concept. him run that yeah. flare and drive <laughs> down and tackle that, you know, yeah. and not let the ball go over your head for 15 yards. Right. That's the thing yeah, that we I'm – you know, and we get I don't think telling them that. Yep. We get in zone defense and we allow concepts to take over without yeah. really understanding the concept, the down and distance. We we got the you know, the corner route, you know, with with a with a swing and, and we're jumping the we're jumping the flare route. Like right. it's just like they they really don't understand. I think it just I'm hoping it goes to experience because when they all play together, I actually think the secondary's one hundred percent better than it was last year. Yes, um, even right through now. the injuries, but yes. but every now and then there you know there's a guy that you can just say they see something and, and just get very interested in something underneath, not understanding it's it's, it's second and twelve, and, and right. you're trying to jump the flare out instead of sinking a little bit more to take away the corner or the or the seam or the or the post. So I, I'm with you, especially right. the, the safeties seem like they're about a a second behind or just a little you know one step yeah. behind everybody else, and uh, yes. hopefully I keep saying hopefully. You know, the more reps they get, the more they rep it in practice, it'll become more instinctive. But they're not playing instinctive uh, football yeah. back there. So so you got to bring more people. I thought Texas A&M, yes. I like that game plan. We're That's what I like. Like, let's up. let's make them yeah, throw a perfect ball. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I agree. Put pressure on the quarterback. Let him throw something wrong. And then we right there in position. You know, it's just I'm tired of seeing first down little, little hitches and comebacks. Just look, it just looked like it's so easy, you know. They kind of yeah. just hitting us and running out of bounds. I'm like, man, they like Kentucky can't throw the ball like this, can they? Right. You know, and right. and that's where my frustration is. But I'm not with them every day, and I'm sure them coaches, I trust them 100. I know they do a good job with those guys. I know they're trying to coach those guys to do things, you know. And I know there's a lot of information because you know you starting to get teams come out with things, and just because the level we're playing at. They're coming up with things specifically for us. Yep. It ain't just like they just playing their thing, you know, and think they can beat us with what they do. They're they're you know detailing the game plan, plan for our rush, detailing the game plan for what we do. So that's always a difficult thing. But going forward, these games coming up, these are the things we got to do. And our punt return is one of the top in the country, you know. And I think we do a phenomenal job on special teams, but we need more return opportunities. We only got 11 all year. We are top eight, but the stats can lie to you because we got to get returns because you're not going to get kickoff returns. It's not, it's too hard nowadays. You probably should fair catch it. 
you know, the risk reward ain't good there. Punt return, right. we're gonna get more of those, right? But we start gotta start rushing. That's just me putting the special teams coordinator. That's when you look at it and go, man, we gotta start rushing because yeah, we got eleven returns, but if we had twenty punt returns, now I'm gonna give my man another, you know, couple opportunities to break one. That's where I think we can we can make up some difference when we play Georgia, when we play Missouri, and we play these games. We can make up some ground. We can gain some yard. A yard is a yard in each play nowadays with the clock and how they're doing it. Each play has a different value now. So we got to make sure we do that, I think. Punt, punting, we're doing a great job. Net punt, we're good. Punt return, I think we can get some playmakers out there and, and do some things rather by rushing, but we got to give him more return opportunities, yeah. I think. And, and the thing about it, once again, going back, I think we have, you know, maybe three people on the team that with the ball in their hands, probably four. I would say Squirrel White, uh, the guy that returns punts, Jalen Jalen Wright, and probably Milton that um, yeah. can go yeah. 70, you know, at any time. And he changed the Texas A&M game. So the more right. opportunities you give them and just getting off the field on third down and a lot of times third and long, you know, yeah. we're not getting off the field and, and, and getting those opportunities. And then, like you said, we sit and punt safe. And uh, we just, you know, basically out the fair catch. So we're, we're taking away the chances of that kid every time he touches the ball. If we can get right. him, you know, 20 of those this year, you know, what does that mean, you know, on the on the offensive end for us with, with starting position? Because a lot of people don't understand, you know, starting, you know, inside the 20, the play calling has to be a little different. The defense can take right. a little more, be able, take a little few more risk. And then as you get out, you know, closer to the 50-yard line, now the offense has kind of a, the you know slot machine mentality we can run anything from here because we right. don't have to take a lot of risk so that 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 part of the game especially when you take away kickoff return that punt return in my opinion has basically yes. become the kickoff return where it you is. steal yardage you steal yardage and you, you steal plays and you steal momentum and so yeah, right. I, I i agree i agree i definitely agree we got to get off the field on third down just to give him more opportunities well we'll talk later in the week kind of on what you know, we got a big – we got some big games coming up here. And a lot's going to get decided. You know, you're looking at it. I, I sent a tweet out, like, Kansas threw a wrench in a lot of stuff. They you did. know, you beat Oklahoma. Now, like, you know, you know Florida State's probably in, right? You know, we talk about college football player. Yeah. Now you look at Ohio State, like, whoever lose that game, they still in maybe, right? Yeah. Yo, Ohio State, yeah. Michigan – you know, and I know you was at the Wisconsin game, and Wisconsin gave them a good game, which is always the case up there, you know. Um, but now you're looking at things, and if I'm Michigan and Ohio State, I'm like, yeah, you know, that game, it, it has, you know, nobody can get blown out, but that's going to be a great game. I know there's other, you know, things, you know, pride to go into that game. That's a big-time rivalry, but, shoot, I've been thinking they both going to probably be in. And you got Washington out there. You know, but they're struggling. You never know. Oregon State, like I said, I'm calling that right now. Oregon State is probably going. I'm gonna tell you now. They're gonna they're gonna get after them boys at Oregon. Some, and they, somebody I gonna beat them. Yeah. Somebody, somebody gonna be watched. Somebody gonna be watched them because they can't play defense no. at that elite level. And no. if you look at the Ohio State and Michigan, they're elite on defense. Florida State elite on defense. Yes. Um, I don't know that anybody's elite on offense right now. Right. Um, besides maybe Washington, but I just don't think that travels in those in those big games. And and I actually think TCU hurt teams like that for right. what happened to them in the, in the championship game last yes. year. And then yeah. nobody's talking about Georgia, but 
you know, Georgia still has the defense as well. So they yes. can they can get out to you on defense. So you look at those four teams, but I think it's going to be a lot of movement over the next uh, three or four weeks because I think some teams are pretenders. I actually thought Oklahoma uh, was a pretender. Um, I thought some of the Pac-12 yes. teams were were kind of pretending, uh, just not big and physical enough to, to play with those those teams we just named up there. And yes. you just never know what happens. Uh, you know, you, you mess around and knock Georgia off. And, and right. then what happens? You know, now, well, now I you're see that. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I see that. Georgia come I, down to Tennessee, right? I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We got to beat Missouri. That's going to be a tough game. Right. It's going to be going Missouri game. and Georgia back to back, that's tough, you know, going yeah. there. But we go there and get that game done. That's going to be the matchup because it's hard to win. In, and we already know it in Neyland Stadium. Okay. Yep. It's hard to win there. And Georgia's coming down there. And I'm not sold on on who they are, you know, because they're good. Especially now. without Brock, Brock at, Bowers. And Especially without, without Bowers. The tight end. Yep. But uh, but they got some guys. That number 84 from Georgia, he 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 got the he got the twitch. He got Man. he got some skills. He, caught, he was he caught, yeah, a hook, he was he caught a hook route and outran everybody. I was like, I good mean, Lord. he got some skills. So I'm like, who is this? They bringing guys from I don't even know this guy. Yeah. You know, but they he's been there all year, he's been making plays. So yeah, but Think about this. Tennessee beat Georgia, and then Georgia lose to Alabama in the championship game or something like that, right? We in the BCS Bowl, and Georgia, you know, they might drop down to a BCS Bowl. They might not get in. I mean, it's that crazy, like, right now, you know, because of what happened, I think, with Kansas and Oklahoma. It gives some opportunity. We might get two SEC teams in. I, I doubt it. I would rather you know, see two SEC teams or two big team right. teams than to see two from any other any other. You're conference. right. I just you think, are spot you know, on. Apples, apples to apples, oranges to oranges. Those two conferences right. are those two conferences, and, and at their elite, at the top of it, they're they're way better than, than the other conferences. I know people get tired of the SEC and get tired of the Big Ten, but if we're talking about this is the last time it's four teams. Let's put the best four teams in there this time before we start having the uh, twelve team uh, playoff next year. And if I'm North Carolina and I'm the ACC, I'm real sick and mad right now at North Carolina. You know, I'm like, why y'all do this in football? Y'all good at basketball, but why yeah. why lose to Virginia in football? You know, right. yeah. you playing yeah. at that level. And then the, the guys they got, they got some guys now. You talking about especially on defense up front, they got some dogs. And then they go, they go lose to Virginia. And that just throws a kink in everything. You know, so I everything. think Florida State's the only one from the ACC is going to. When does Florida State play Louisville? Because Jeff Brom has that team. I don't think they do this year. You know, they I've been play. looking. They usually play, but I I, so I don't know that they, they meet, play. I gotta look at it. Could they meet? Could they meet the championship? We gotta look that up. We or gotta look that up because that that is the game right there. Because Louisville's yeah. good on D now. They're and they good on, good on offense. They are strong on, on D and offense. And 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 that's the thing that you know, Florida State is rolling. Uh, Miami, my, you know, that's going to be a game, right, um, that they will worry. But everybody else, they're going to beat the brakes off Florida. I think Florida going to end up being a five-loss team. All that junk yeah. they was talking, you know, we'll we'll see, you know. Yeah. But um, I, I already hate, called I, it. I can't. I can't. I have to be honest. I, I love to see Florida get beat pretty bad. I just, I'm, a, you ride, I'm just, right along with you. We, we do. We just like to see them get beat. I'm, rooting like for, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still my like rooting for Georgia like yesterday. 
Uh, and I'm like, what am I doing rooting for Georgia? But I just, I just don't like the Gators, man. So, I don't like them, you know, man. You know, them I'm gonna tell Alabama. you this. I love, I like, I've worked with Coach Spurrier. I love him to death. You know, I do. You know, the only thing I don't like is when he had a Florida hat on. That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm telling you. Yeah. But yeah, they're struggling. You know, and I think that's going to be a major struggle for them. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here at the end of the uh, end of this season. And it's it's just you know more than enough evidence to say, hey, you need to expand this uh, college football playoff. So, so let me ask you this: it, it, it comes out Monday or Tuesday, I think. So who, yes. who are your top four? Who are your top four? You gonna do right me now? like that? <laughs> oh, I, I, once a week, every week, I gotta just throw something out there that, that you don't want to answer. Georgia's number one. <laughs> Georgia's number yeah. one, right? No doubt about it. Uh, Florida State, I think, is number two, right? I really do. They, I think, they got the offense and the defense. They're playing at a high level. They, they, Ohio State and Michigan are following that. They're in there, yeah. you know. And you might go two. With Ohio State, go. You know, I think Michigan ain't, ain't ain't as good as Ohio State. I'm gonna say that. You know, you know, I, I really do believe that. That's gonna be a good game right there, though. But I think they may be either two and four, right, or three and four. You know, yeah. uh, number three and number four. So you got your top four there, and then after that, it gets real hard. Yeah, that's your top four. But now, who do you go to? You know. Am I yeah, missing somebody? Washington. I mean, you got to say Washington, I, but I can't say Washington. Say Washington. I don't want to really, say Washington. I don't do. Yeah. I don't do Pac-12. I just. I don't I, I'm never Washington. one to, to really be on their their bandwagon. You know, I wanted Oklahoma to be for real, and it yeah. doesn't look like it doesn't look like they're they're for real. So and Texas losing to Oklahoma just throws everything yeah. off. Right, throws everything off. Yeah. So so you gotta you gotta pick someone in the Walton one loss column. Who do you pick? And Notre Dame yeah. has thrown some kinks and things too, but yeah. who do you pick? You know, Oregon, may, Oregon, maybe uh, when they're rolling, they look good. But but I Oregon just, State is going. I'm telling you, Oregon, Oregon State, State is going to beat the brakes off Oregon. It's going to happen. Do you think Dabo would love to have five back? Uh, I can't say oh. his name, but the oh. DJ kid. I can't say the last. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he, he would love to have him back because that's the All one right. thing that's hurting them, and that's the tough thing is when. You, you play at a, such a high level, right? And then they lose one or two games and go to a BCS bowl and everybody, at, you know, all the fan pace just kills the kid, you know? Yeah. If he was able to stay there, you know, with what Clemson has around him, they've been pretty good. They've been you pretty know? good. But that's just they, how it is. That's, that's so, the business we're in now. That yeah, so I didn't ask – Gave you the top four, double A. We got to right. come back. We're going to come back Thursday and try to add some guys on the end of that thing. All right, that's up. what we'll do. Okay. That's what we'll do. All right. But, man, love the love the question right there, double A. And um, believe in Tennessee, guys. Just keep listening to us, man. We're going to give you the inf information. You got any questions, please uh, post them on Twitter. We try not to answer them on Twitter. We ain't going to be hard on you, you know, but we're going we gonna <laughs> to answer them things on believe in Tennessee, guys. And um, once again, Great episode, and we'll be back Thursday, and we'll, we'll we'll keep rolling through this thing. So Tennessee wins again, guys. We're rolling right here. We got our young plays developing, and um, just love what we're doing this season. Go Vols! Go Vols! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.